Welcome to the Run Better Podcast from Snackable Inspirations, where we talk to business leaders about employee engagement, experience, and motivation. For show notes and bonus content, visit snackableinspirations.com forward slash podcast. And remember, corporate learning and communications should not feel like work. If you want to truly engage your employees and create a measurable impact, share bite-sized videos made by people they want to hear from. If you'd like to learn how to do this for your business, get in touch with us at Snackable Inspirations. All right, let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Barrett. I am a business development specialist for Board Studios. One of our initiatives is to help company leaders and managers connect with their employees through bite-sized videos. Today, we're speaking with Skip Wiseman. He's the founder and owner of Wiseman Success Resources and yourchampionshipcompany.com. He's been working in employee engagement for about 14 years, which means he knows a lot about it. (laughs) Skip, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carrie. Looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. So if you don't mind jumping into, at first, a little bit of your background, um, share with our audience the background and how you got started in this area to begin with. Wow. So my first life, first career was in professional baseball. And I was CEO for five different minor league baseball teams over 16 seasons from 1986 to 2001. And being involved in professional sports was really the only thing I cared about uh, as I was growing up and I was able to make it happen. But uh, the lifestyle is pretty all encompassing. And so you spend a lot of time at the ballpark, which was, it was a great place to go uh, for the job every day, earn a living at a ballpark every day was great. Uh, but as I got a little bit older in my career and family and stuff started to have some different pressures and I, I, I decided to make a move after, after 20 years in the game and uh, get into helping other small businesses be successful because a minor league baseball team in your little small community is nothing more than any other small business. It just happens to be a unique environment. And so I was successful doing that and I figured I could help other small businesses uh, be successful, creating a work environment that uh, performed like a, like a championship sports team. Wow. And so that's how you flipped from one into the employee engagement. When you explain it like that, though, it makes sense. At first, I didn't see the connection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I didn't either, really, at, at the yeah. very beginning. Uh, but just, the, you know, as you know, once you start working with clients and you get a, a you know, a pattern of operating and, and you get a flow and you realize, you know, these connections actually do make sense. Yeah. And you can, and you can leverage them. So I love it. So, so tell me, what is it about, you know, obviously you came from a sports background and you understand and you understood how company culture and teamwork makes things sort of hum along, but what specifically was it about employee engagement that led you to design, you know, your business around it, drove your passion for it. And then I guess the follow-up question to that, as they're probably related, is what sort of impact can employee engagement have, you know, on an organization? Well, yeah, got to that question. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, really, it really started with a client. I was doing a different type of coaching and consulting my first five years in business. And one of my clients uh, uh, referred me to my first workplace employee engagement uh, client uh, opportunity. And it was actually a small independent insurance agency with about 15 employees. Um, And there was a really negative toxic work environment. 
people were yelling at each other in the hallways, uh, throwing each other under the bus, just undermining each other, a lot of cat fighting at the office and things like that. Um, and I had never really done this work before, but I had been recommended with a you know, strong rec recommendation and referral. And so I just went in there and I was very transparent and honest with the business owner. I said, I've never done this work before, uh, but I've worked in environments like this before and sort of created my own at times. <laughs> and I think I can help you. And he took a flyer on me and we partnered together to work, work through the issues with his company. And after about three or four months, we were able to turn the turn the work environment around. We we yeah. we didn't have to fire anybody. Um, we just got them to think differently and communicate differently, and it was really really rewarding work. Um, so, and I said, you know, it was changing people's lives, and I thought it was great. It sounds like, and we're sort of moving into that really second part of the question about the impact. But you you answered that a little bit. You took a company that was really struggling with the culture and the and the it sounds like perhaps even a hostile workplace and you, you were able to flip it on its, on its head yeah. in three to four months. Yes. And then I stayed around for another probably four months just to maintain, you know, the habits and, yeah. the, and put the systems in place because what was happening and, and, and you probably experienced this or many of your viewers have experienced this where there was just a lack of systems and processes and accountability and decision-making structure and hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And especially in a small business where the business owner is so stressed, wearing all the hats, doing everything, uh, doesn't delegate very well, yep. uh, thinks they have to, you know, he or she have to make all the decisions. And so there was no structure in place while the business owner was out being the rainmaker for the company, mm -hmm. there was no structure back in place for decision-making and, and accountability and hierarchy. And once, you know, the cat was away, the mouse was <laughs> were playing, of playing. Their, their, their own way. And it, it just got, it got, uh, you know, out of control. And so we just put systems in place. We, we gave some people that had been around a long time that, uh, that deserved us a little more uh, responsibility, a little more authority. Um, and just created systems of communication more than anything. And at the end of the day, I realized really what we had here was just a failure to communicate. Um, <laughs> and so that's my, uh, the foundation of the work I do on uh, creating empowering championship work environments is really dealing with the communication challenges that uh, break down. Yeah. And so it, it can take what it sounds like is a sinking ship and, and write it. So, which is amazing to me because it wasn't all that long ago that company culture, employee engagement was was not even really, a, a, definitely wasn't a need and people weren't thinking about it the ways that they are now. So you mentioned one of the key components is communication. And I, I wanna ask you about how you use that specifically to engage employees. Yeah, so at the end of that initial uh, engagement, I, I, I did this whole debrief, you know, with myself and realized the, the main problem was communication and yeah. it was communication breakdown. And what I, when I do my workshops and seminars and keynote speeches, I talk about there's three types of communication in a work environment that can be in, impacting uh, your company. One is the IT. Right. Mm -hmm. Are the are the devices speaking to each other? Are the wires allowing information to flow? Um, the second is the process and flow of communication. Who needs to know what and when? And is that information getting to those people so they can do their jobs best? And then the third is the interpersonal communication. 
the one-on-one, the direct candid conversations, the trust building uh, interactions that we all have. The challenge is if IT isn't working, that will eventually flow into some interpersonal conflict or somebody blaming somebody for something. So the interpersonal gets impacted then, right? Mm -hmm. If the process and flow is not working and I don't have the information I need to do my job effectively, that's going to come back to some interpersonal relationship, right? So it all, it all flows back down to that interpersonal one-on-one, the trust and respect in the workplace. So it all comes back to that. And that's sort of where I start to to look and see how those uh, challenges are playing out in the workplace. Um, And then we start chipping away at the, at what's going on and teaching people new ways of really interacting and engaging with each other. Strategy, tactics, executing on the things that they have learned through working with you. What what does work well when you are implementing it? And what have you seen or perhaps experienced that does not work well and people should avoid at all costs? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> so uh, in 2018, I published my first book called Overcoming the Seven Deadliest Communication Sins. Mm-hmm. And there are seven of the most damaging and most common communication mistakes between people that occur every day. And unfortunately, we're never going to eliminate them. We can only hope to reduce their frequency and their impact. But the one thing that works really well that I tell my uh, audiences when I'm speaking, uh, you can increase productivity by 50% overnight. You can increase relationships and trust virtually overnight by at least 50% by just being more specific in your request of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I encourage you to lose the phrases like uh, as soon as possible, when you can get to it, at your earliest convenience. Those mean nothing, and we have different expectations for what is going to follow after that. And so we've got to be much more specific, ask for what we want, when we need it, and set that expectation. Um, the other thing is, if we can't meet that expectation, we have to ask for something different mm-hmm. instead of accepting it. And I can't tell you when I do my, my workshops or keynotes and I ask people, you know, have you ever just knew that you didn't have the details you needed from somebody and you just walked away accepting it and scratching your head and say, boy, man, Carrie must think I'm a mind reader. <laughs> and, and, and we accept it instead of asking for more, right? Yeah. And we walk away and then things break down. So that's, that's, that's number one. And it's, yeah it's an epidemic. And if we just change that communication pattern, it can make a huge difference uh, in changing the expectations and the relationships uh, in the setting uh, of our, of our work. And it's, it's, um, to me, it's magical and it's, it's simple. It's a simple solution. Um, So that's what, that's what works and doesn't work when we uh, want to make some changes. I want to ask you a question. You mentioned, you know, we, we walk away and we, we accept that we don't have all of the information. Why don't we ask those questions? Do you ever dive into that? Like, it seems like oh, there's yeah. some psychology there. There is, and everybody knows it. You know, when I ask that question in my workshops, they everybody knows it. Well, we we don't want to be pushy. We don't want to come across come across as uh, you know not being a nice person, or or, or what, we don't force people to to give us information, right? And so we want to be the nice guy. We want to be the nice gal, and so we take that responsibility on ourselves and we take the anxiety and wonder, Oh God, uh, I wonder, you know, is, is Carrie ever going to go back to me? You know, yeah. now, and, and what that causes now is because I have an expectation. Well, today is, you know, whatever it's, it's Tuesday. I expect, you know, my, as soon as possible to be, you know, tomorrow afternoon. 
you know, and you're as soon as possible is maybe by the end of the week, right? So mm-hmm. I don't get my thing from you tomorrow. So Thursday morning, I'm calling you. <laughs> where, where is it? And you say, oh, uh, yeah, it's no problem. I, I was planning to get it to you by tomorrow. And then we have this negotiation. Whereas right. if we just had that conversation on expectations on the front end, it would solve so much anxiety and, and stress in the workplace. Um, and it will build trust and respect between people. So, right. and that's really what we need more of. Great advice. All right. What are you working on? Any big initiatives that you're working on that you're excited about maybe later this year or, or beginning of next? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. One, um, because of the recent issues with workplaces that we've heard about the great resignation Mm -hmm. that's going on and people are quitting their jobs, changing industries, trying to figure out what they want in their professional life and how it impacts their personal life. We've got Mm -hmm. this great resignation going on. People can't hire. Um, nobody wants to come to work and you know what we're seeing now with the research everybody thought it was that extra $300 or whatever that, that, that they were getting in unemployment benefits when right. we took it away that didn't help <laughs> right? right people were still staying out yep so what I've done uh, in response to that is I've created a, a model for what I think the, the work environments of the third decade of the 21st century need um, and it's called a fat work environment uh, and it may or may not be politically correct to use that phrase, but it's an acronym. And, All right. fat, and FAT stands for flexible, accountable, and transparent. Mm-hmm. And so a flexible work environment is very attractive to employees, right? They want to have a work environment that's as flexible as possible so they can do their personal life mixed with their work life and really have it integrated, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what I say is that's great. I want my clients to give their employees as flexible a work environment as they possibly can in all contexts with the understanding that in order to have a flexible work environment, we need to raise the level of accountability. So the more flexibility you want, the greater accountability has to also go up with it. Otherwise things are going to break down. And the, and the way we, as a uh, company work environment, as a team, as a boss, a manager, uh, an employee, get to that flexible, accountable work environment is through transparency. We have to communicate with high levels of transparency across the company in terms of performance expectations, performance feedback, mm-hmm. um, what your plans are for your personal future, where you want to be. Um, and I don't, I want to create such a high trust and high respect relationship with, with you that uh, if you give me two weeks notice because you're leaving, that's not a surprise for me. Yeah. We've already had that discussion that you're going to move on at some point to something. As a matter of fact, if you want to do that, I'll even help you get the job. I'll, you know, right, I'll open up the doors because I want to help you because you helped me to this point because you're such a great team member. Yeah. The other side of this is business owners, I believe, need to be more transparent from the financial perspective. What's really going on with the economics of the business? And so I'm a certified coach in a program called The Great Game of Business, which is open book management. We open mm-hmm. up the finances. We uh, show the finances and the P&L and uh, two employees, and we ask for greater accountability to helping influence the numbers. And they mm-hmm. get it and they understand it, so they know what the real deal is. Um, and when you have that level of transparency, you can create a highly accountable work environment um, that gives people the flexibility they, they desire. And so that's my fat work environment. 
I like it. I wasn't sure whether it was F-A-T or P-H-A-T, but I was on the edge of my seat either way. <laughs> the question we were about to jump into was uh, concerning the trends that you are seeing or you expect to see in employee engagement. Yeah, I, you know, I think it comes back to that flexibility. Uh, people want to have as, as flexible a work environment as they can to do their jobs. The, the challenge is not every job has that capabilities. Um, so, you know, the whole thing with COVID, uh, people being able to work remotely, uh, the, my fear of what's going on is for no apparent reason other than we have the real estate that we have to justify having, people were being called back to the office. <laughs> so, so for 18 months or 12 months or whatever it was, we figured out a way to make this remote place work. Mm-hmm. Now, just because, uh, you know, in, in many, many places, the, the virus is going away, it's getting easier to go back into in, in the public work. We just set the expectation, come back to the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? I'm doing my work. We're getting stuff done. Why do I have to be at my, my desk five days a week in, yeah. in the office? And I think we've got to, uh, companies are gonna, that are going to be attractive to employees are going to, you know, uh, be a little more flexible. So one of the trends I'm really interested to see how that plays out is what's going on with commercial real estate and office space. Yeah. And how are they going to be re- reconfigured because we have 50, 50 workstations and we only need 25 because we're only going to have half the workforce on site at any particular point in time. And it may not be the same 25. It's going to be... Yeah you know, different people working different days coming in and coming out. So that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Um, yeah. uh, but I think that's, that's the really the big, the big trend that we're going to look at and see. And I think the, the companies who get it right and do it right and communicate it the right way are going to be a workplace of, uh, you know, that, that's very attractive and be, yeah. a, uh, be a place that people want to go to. So I, I encourage companies to look at that and not be so stringent and, and figure out what to do with the real estate or re- repurpose it in some way if, exactly. <laughs> if you haven't need to. I have a yeah. five-year lease and I still have to figure this out, right? Right. Well, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, people are, they are, many of them feel probably are more productive at home. They're not doing the commute time. They're, they're able to work, you know, later or earlier. Their schedules are not necessarily dictated by, you know, when the office opens and when it closes. Those companies are likely, I, I think anyway, going to have an easier time recruiting. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Now, again, you know, with that needs to be better communication from yeah. the from the leaders and the managers to, uh, to keep track of things and set yep. better benchmarks for accountability. And because I, 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 quite frankly, I think people were lazy doing that. And it was yeah. easy to to manage FaceTime. Yeah. Right? If you're in the office, great. Um, uh, I don't have to worry about you. You're, you're obviously working, even though you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, on, on Amazon or, or Facebook all day long, <laughs> yeah. at least you're at your desk and you're, and it's you're not typing very the keys. So you're doing, of productivity. You must, you, must be, you must be doing something, <laughs> but you know, when you're, when you're not in the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, visible, yep. you're going to have to little, have some real accountability, some more, yeah. more, communication. So the, the other trend that I'm seeing really is the, the transparency part from a financial perspective. I, and maybe it's because I'm working in the in that space right now so much, but I'm seeing a lot more business owners being open to being more transparent with the numbers. Yeah. And, and if you want high levels of employee engagement, that's really the best way to do it. You yeah. really need to get employees to, to trust what's going on in the company and trust the numbers and 
teach them how it all works. And when you do that, it's, it is magical. And I, I say it takes employee engagement beyond engagement to involvement. Yeah. Employees will really get involved in it, in how the company runs and makes business, uh, make, makes a profit and they can really influence it. And so uh, I think that's a, that's just going to evolve because of the, the younger generation coming into the workforce. And you've probably seen this too. They want more transparency. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's going to be a difference maker as well. Trust and investment. Let me ask you um, one final question and it's, it's open-ended really. It's, is there anything that we have not talked about that you would like to touch on? Anything you think that's important for people to know that I haven't asked you about? Yeah, um, it all comes back to communication. But I, what I tell my clients and in my executive coaching and leadership coaching is um, you can create employees that are highly uh, loyal, mm-hmm. right? And and. For way too long, I think employ- uh, loyalty has been a one-way street, right? Um, we expected the employee to be loyal to the company, but there's been not a whole lot of reciprocation in the company being loyal to the employee uh, in the last probably 30 years, right? Um, and so I think we have to get back to that. And if you want employee loyalty, you need to give loyalty uh, as well. And the best way you can do that, you know, is just being more transparent with the way you communicate. But at, at a couple of different levels. The first level is really, where's the company going? What's our vision and strategy, right? Um, and, and what's an inspiring vision and strategy that we can create that gets employees really uh, inspired? And when you communicate that, take it to the second level and try and really, really understand who your people are. What's mm-hmm. important to them? And, and just because uh, you're 25, uh, and this is what you believe, this is what you you're, you need, and this is what you want, don't expect that to be the same forever because as they go through their life cycle, those needs and desires are going to change. Yet we don't expect people to change, and we wish they want everything uh, to be the same. Uh, but when you get to know your employees at that level and you stay in contact with them and you keep communicating transparently about where the company is going, you find that match, Yeah, I think, your employees will stay with you for a long, long time. Be highly loyal when they feel like you care, right? Nobody knows yep. how much you know until they know how much you care. And if you, it goes back to those found fundamentals of, yeah. uh, of things that I think we just got away from. And it's easy to get away from in the craziness of the day-to-day trying to keep the lights on and the doors open. But uh, if you invest in your people, your people will invest in you from a business perspective. And I think we have a really apply that belief. And when you do, you'll see great results. The magic happens. I believe so. <laughs> you can, you can, you can be performing. Your company can be performing like a championship team, like a Super Bowl champion, a world series champion, a Stanley cup champion. Very good. Thank you so much, Skip. You were great. Thank you, Karen. Uh, you're a great interviewer as well. I enjoy oh. speaking with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Run Better podcast from Snackable Inspirations, where we talk to business leaders about employee engagement, experience, and motivation. For show notes and bonus content, visit snackableinspirations.com forward slash podcast. We'd love it if you would subscribe, like, and share the show with any friends and colleagues who are looking for fresh ideas on how to engage employees. Thanks, and see you soon.